Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. I'm feeling a little contrary this morning, Aaron, and uh, I, I, I want to share some opinions that maybe will be outside the mainstream. And uh, this, this episode will convince everyone that we are right. Outside the mainstream or, and hold on, because I'm going to sound like a cranky old man here. Okay. Or just, or just outside the Twitter stream. Ooh, yes. That's right. It could very well be that. <laughs> but because uh, anyway. there's two things we were talking about, and they both relate to testing. And it's something that we've um, observed, maybe is the right word, across different projects and, and different teams. And honestly, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of joking because I don't really have deep, strong passionate opinions about these things, but I, I th- these are some, some things I've noticed that I think uh, bear comment. And so let, let's take the first one, and they both have to do with testing. So the first one, I've seen this weird, um, or I guess unexpected, maybe weird isn't the right word, pattern where a PHP developer, and let, let's get more specific, Laravel developer, mm-hmm. um, uses camel case methods everywhere in their application, except when it comes to testing, and all of a sudden, like, well, here, snake casing methods makes a lot more sense. And <laughs> Oh, and then you have to annotate it with add test as well. Yeah, I mean, you could still start it with, like, test underscore whatever. But, yeah, I've, I've seen that, too. Like, like let's, let's use the annotation here. And, like, nowhere else in your code are you using annotations. Right. Um, I have a theory for why this exists. And I, I think it's a historical thing. <laughs> I think because a lot of people that... Um, you know, I, I don't know, is thought leader the right word? But a lot of people who early on in Laravel's existence promoted testing and test-driven development, maybe looked at uh, the Ruby on Rails ecosystem mm-hmm. and because they have a lot of good ideas, right? That's fine. We've even talked about that. It's good to look at other communities, but they, they use snake case test names, but they also use snake case method names everywhere. Um, and so it's just, it's just kind of a weird, I think of it like a historical artifact but then when, when you call a developer on it, like, hey, why do you do that? They'll sort of like retroactively come up with reasons why it's actually a good idea. And uh, <laughs> what, what's your take on that, Aaron? Like, first of all, have you seen this? And second of all, am I out on a limb here or are you with me? No, I've totally seen this. Okay. Uh, seen this before. And I, I um, well, it's typical my fashion. At first, I reacted with anger. <laughs> what are you doing? Ah. <laughs> oh. Um, but you know, obviously, you know, you, you tame that down and, and mm-hmm. take some time and just look at it objectively. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've seen that and I've called people on it too. I said, you know, if you're using, you know, your PSR standards on everything else, right. why do you just stop them here? Um, and yep. the, the explanations I've gotten is it's more readable. But, yeah. Which, number one here. That's what I've heard as well. Um, I mean, well, that really bothers well, I, I, I can maybe buy that if it begins with the word test. Okay. But I don't buy that if it doesn't begin with the word test and then you have to annotate it with test too, <laughs> because I think that's actually more difficult to follow because there's a bunch of methods that all have the same annotation. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could argue that like, well, then if you have some other methods that are using for helping building some data or something, they won't have that annotation. So it's really mm-hmm. easy to look at the list and see yeah. which ones are tests and which ones aren't. But I still haven't dis- understood because as far as I understand the built-in methodology was follow your code standards in your code and in your tests. Mm-hmm. And um, if you begin with the word test, it's going to recognize that as a test. <laughs> right. That's just how PHP unit works. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the readability thing, I want to I kind of maybe dissect that a little bit. Because 
like my initial reaction to that is like, okay, if it's more readable, then why not use it everywhere? And right. like I arguing with myself, as I like to do, I, you could argue, well, method names in tests tend to be more verbose, like, right. They're, they're describing mm-hmm. more of a scenario, but not always like test success, right. Or test index unauthorized. Like, I, I don't think that's that much longer of a name than a model relationship name or, I mean, controllers will leave out because we, we again, argue you should use just the resourceful methods or invoke, but, you know, other places in your code, you probably have multi-word method names and it's not hard to read. So um, I, I don't think that holds up, but then again, like do what you want to do. We've come into these projects. It's not hard. To, it's not hard for us either. It's like, oh, I can't read this. What are all these underscores? <laughs> I'll, I'll just throw one other thing out there and it's it's a minor thing but typing it is harder right like hitting shift in just a capital letter is a lot easier than shift underscore i think like like if if you sit at a keyboard and you type it's not yeah. a lot harder but it's it's extra characters and it's just kind of like a weird rhythm to have to type like um I'm, i might be going off on a rant a little bit here but there was like a lot of um was it the one of the artisan commands I can't remember if it's models or something like you used to have to type it with underscores. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you can type it snake case. And people are like, yes, finally. And I'm like, well, so clearly it is better to type in snake case for reasons. Um, so anyways, that's that's my rant on the underscores in the the test methods. You have, you have anything more you want to say or um, anything you want to correct on me, Aaron? Because I know you love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the way you make our podcast sound like I'm just a huge jerk all the time. <laughs> I know you love correcting me all the time. Yeah, I'm playing the long game. Yep. <laughs> no, um, I don't have anything more to add on to that. Okay. Um, but I think test says in general is a pretty good area to kind of focus on some other sort of um, things where yep. I guess I would say this naming thing, like if you if you did it with underscores, because that's how you learned or whatever, it becomes one of those things where it's like you just do this because that's how you learned and you don't really dissect it any farther. Right. But yep. we're we're always of the mind that you should learn a thing, do a thing then dissect a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So learn how something works, start doing it a couple of times and then dissect the way you're doing it to make sure that, you know, you're making sense and, and whatnot. Sure. And so I think, I think that's the same thing with those method names. I also think it's the same thing with tests, like content in general. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we'll see people have very strong opinions about what actually goes inside of a test method itself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whether, whether, you know, you should um, make special methods in your um, function or inside your your class to, I don't know, share code or prepare things or, yeah, right. you know, if, if in a like constructor or the setup method, you should build a bunch of stuff first all the mm-hmm. time, even if you're yeah. not going to use it in every single method. Right. Um, so have you run into that where you maybe had some conversations about that? Yeah, I, I think I would kind of put that under the bucket of um, trying to reduce code duplication in tests because mm. it, it's like an instinct we've built up in our application code, like duplication, you know, especially once it reaches a certain point is annoying. It it can lead to bugs or, you know, multiple slight variations in how something is done. And so there's a lot of repetition in tests. Like you mentioned, it could be setting up the world, right? Like building a bunch of factories, um, relating things together. It could be setting up users that are going to do a certain thing with permissions and um, roles and all that good stuff. and so I, I've seen this where a, a, a developer will get a little clever and be like, hey, you know what? I wrote the same test unauthorized method 50 times. Like, what if I create a test unauthorized helper and I pass it a route? 
Or what if I create um, one test unauthorized method and then I feed it a data provider that has a bunch of routes in it? Like that makes things smaller and it reduces duplication, but I actually think it makes it less readable and harder to understand and, and browse the structure of your tests. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had I've heard arguments where people say, well, if you can't browse one method in your test, how do I know you're writing good code? <laughs> you know, so like sure. you should be you should be writing good code in your test as well as good code in your application. But I, I yeah. think they're a little bit different, whereas mm -hmm. I kind of look at a test, even a single method as sort of an external observer of functionality that measures it. Okay. And so each each individual test is a whole application to me in a way. I mean, mm. I'm not going crazy. Like we ha we have a whole scaffolding around it. Yeah. Um. You know, so it's not really, but e but I still think of it that way. It's like every single test method may look similar to another one if I'm just testing a different, slightly different out outcome. Right. Because I I want them to be individually, and I want to be able to like just look at that that one block of code and know everything I need to know in order to test that functionality that the method's named after yeah. is right there in front of me, and I don't have to go and find it. Kind of like you said. But I also know that anything that I want to do to that test, like editing it, changing mm -hmm. stuff or whatever, is only going to affect the test I'm right. working on. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, that's more annoying, too. Like you go and fix something in this test and you start running and like your previous tests that were passing now fail or something yeah. like that. Because they have some shared, like overly complicated setup method that they're mm -hmm. <laughs> that there's weird interdependencies between them. Um yeah, and, and, and to say, I, I don't think data providers are bad. No, um, no. When it comes to data, like user input. Right. But it shouldn't be for like core things that the user couldn't iterate through or something like that, or or your system couldn't iterate through. So routes are all individual and they're not iterated. They're they're kind of they're just one hard code thing. Yeah. Whereas like maybe a, a mathematical function where you're gonna test, you know, positive, neutral, mm -hmm. negative numbers. Yeah. Um, that that's something you could iterate through with a data provider. Yeah, we we've even done on when we we're like writing tests for validation stuff to like, well, if what if I throw these four different slightly different bad email addresses does it catch them all that sort of thing mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm definitely not railing against data providers but i i, I think you can take it too far and yeah. um i've definitely seen that and i i like your analysis that you know kind of thinking of it as a self-contained application it makes it less scary to have a little bit of duplication and, and i like that and, and just just full confession there have been times where i've done this like I created a helper method. I can't remember what it was on recently. And you're like, Joel, why did you put that in the base test case? Like you're only using that in like 38 tests or something. And I'm like, shut oh, up, Aaron. I was so mad. <laughs> I know. So, but I'm just, you know, full disclosure, I find myself with these tendencies at well as well. And it's like, you don't really need to do it. Because what first, you know, your initial reaction is anger. Mine was as well. Like, shut up, Aaron. This makes sense. This, this like, I had to write this like, 30 sometimes. And then in the end, it's like, well, you, if you really need a helper, limit the scope, you know, put it in the test class that needs it. Don't put it in the base. Um, mm -hmm. You'd have to really use something everywhere to, to justify that. Right. I think the last thing I'd mention about this whole idea of the tests, individual tests being sort of an observer on the outside and, and handling all this stuff mm -hmm. is the last thing I, I suggest not to do is you should never be editing your, well, this is kind of a, a tough one. So <laughs> the, the purpose of, of one of the purposes of unit testing, it, it actually helps not only test that the code is working, but it really kind of helps you compartmentalize and, and sort of making the modules your code because you have to think about more like what's going in and what's coming out and smaller sure. and smaller sections that you can test easier. Yep. And so that can help your test become or your code become a better quality. Mm -hmm. 
so that that's what tests should do to your code, make it a better quality in its existing functionality. But what they shouldn't do is be responsible for introducing something new to your code base just so you can easily test. Oh boy, I've done that. Um, yeah, so I've seen that where like a model yeah. has, you know, a bunch of methods mm-hmm. and then there's one that is just used for tests. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not what the, that's not what tests are for. Or even changing visibility of a method to make it easier to like get at from oh, the outside yeah. world. You've yelled at me for that too. <laughs> so um, that's a good point. Yeah, you, your, your tests shouldn't drive things in your application like that to that direction. Mm-hmm. So, so in hindsight, I don't, I don't think these uh, opinions are that weird, but maybe, maybe they're new for you listening to them. And, and I, th- I think it's worth sharing. And I like your point, Aaron, earlier about dissection. Like if, if you catch yourself doing something, just think like, why am I doing this? Does it make sense to keep mm-hmm. doing this? And, and let's be clear real quick on, on this last thing here is um, we're, we're giving some opinions on how to make this, this process better. Yeah. But we're so proud of you for writing tests. <laughs> we definitely are. I don't know if this like if this goes across all cultures but definitely i've seen this in america is um when you have a a, a dude just witnessing something very interesting okay. like very talented you know and maybe he's with a group of friends or whatever mm-hmm. um and it was his like maybe he was like oh come see this show or something and he's sitting there and then something amazing happens um and you'll you'll see that the dude you know that brought everyone there like looks at everyone and they all look at him like you know enjoying that moment mm-hmm but then he nods and goes, <laughs> yeah, as if he had something to do with that. Like, sure. have you ever noticed that? Like when, when it's like an impressive thing and he's like, mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, why are you nodding? You had nothing to do with what I just saw. Well, they looked to him first. So they kind of set him up to take credit for it. Yeah, I guess. I guess I just seen on TV and stuff too. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, that's good. You know, oh, it was on, it was on the voice. I think like it was mm-hmm. like one of the guys singers was singing really good. And the other coaches look over and he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> you didn't do this after them what are you nodding for right exactly Get, keep, stay out of it man you're just an observer <laughs> what's that called when a camel has two humps I, I i don't know but if you're looking for help with other camel case related stuff we can help if you'd like someone to review your test suite or if you need help building a test suite from scratch head over to nocompromises.io and book a call with us